The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. It is the playoff post-game edition of the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. We waited all year for this. What's up, everybody? If you're new to the channel, I'm Rob. He's Ryan. <laughs> we, we waited all year for this. And... I mean... Do, do you want to go? Like, I, I don't know. That was about as bad as you could get for a game one to start the series. There are a lot of different ways we could dissect this and talk about this. But, I mean, you go down early, a couple goals early, 3 nothing at the end of the first period. Keefe looks over his skis compared to Cooper. Samsonov had his worst game of the season. Like, I don't remember him being that bad in any regular season game. Um, the bottom six gets completely outclassed by the lightning bottom six. I thought the second line of O'Reilly, Tavares, and Nylander was their best line. And Matthews, Marner, Bunting. Once again, like, I, I thought Matthews had some good looks in and around the net tonight. But, again, against an opponent that plays a specific specific style that takes away time and space those guys just can't produce and create and over to you yeah i'm ready to throw i'm throwing this game in the garbage right away um i'm ready to move on that first period was just awful yeah it's as bad it's as bad as it gets like that was that was brutal like you come out you play like it just the lightning look relaxed they looked up tight they went down early, and I, even though they came back in the second and made it 3-2, once they went down 3 nothing, I kind of thought it was a wrap. The second period, they come out. One positive is they did capitalize on some power plays, and that's that's something that's going to be a big factor in them winning any sort of series. So that that that's a positive, and they start to gain a little bit of momentum, and then the officiating was yeah. wasn't great the officiating the officiating is a massive story and i've said it anyone who's listened to us before anyone who's new as i said earlier off the top you and i are not huge blame the ref guys but it, no, they were they were not good. yeah yeah the, the the penalty call on luke shen the the phantom slash on david camp it's it's awful yeah it just seems like when these two teams play there's something happens to the officials where it's just I don't know. The penalty calls were a little sus, but I mean, if you really just throw this game out in the garbage, it's game one. If you look back over their past six playoff runs, they, they lost to Boston in game one in 2018. They lost game one against Columbus. They lost game one against the Habs. And then last year, they looked like the best team ever assembled in game one and winning five, nothing over the, the lightning. So at the end of the day, it is game one, but you, you do have to look at some, concerns going into game two and i think number numero uno is the goaltending i would say my two main concerns coming out of this game are number one yes Ilya samsonov without question the it's biggest terrible. concern and number two john cooper 
walks around with a little itty-bitty Sheldon Keefe in the palm of his hand at all times. I thought they started the game, Sheldon Keefe, he starts with the second line, then he immediately puts the David Kampf Kampf line out there, and it's just he's just obsessed with line matching, and he's doing his trademark Sheldon Keefe galaxy-braining. Cooper knows he's going to do it. It's like... John Cooper is playing chess while Sheldon Keefe is playing checkers. And it's like, put your offensive pieces out there. Stop worrying about line matching, like, to the to the nth degree. I don't yeah, but know, the line man. matching got thrown out the window immediately. As soon as the game started, Chris Cuthbert and Craig Simpson were, were just all over the line matching and how it was going to be a big old mind game. And then they go down one nothing, and all that went out the window. The problem with line matching... In, in hockey is it only works when you have a line that can, is actually effective. I, I David camp like has, he's been a pretty decent Maple Leaf, but I wouldn't exactly call him a, a matchup nightmare. He's a mediocre center Iceman who, who has the reputation of being defensively responsible. But at the end of the day, he's just an extremely mediocre hockey player. And it, they just, that they line don't have got that that yeah. shut down line like it's so the line matching went out the window pretty quickly for the fuss we made about the bottom six i thought that the tampa bottom six outclassed the leafs bottom well, six that's, you talk about john cooper the having yeah. them in the palm of his hand Corey perry has the leafs in the palm of his hand like leaf killer like he comes out immediately and who, who's who's the most effective player on the ice immediately Corey perry that's frustrating. That's extremely frustrating to watch. And Mike Bunting has his Nazem Kadri moment in this game and will likely not be available for game two, potentially game three, depending on how harsh they want to be. Um, your He's thoughts done. on the hit? I saw, I saw a lot of people on Twitter disputing that it was a dirty hit. Eh. He got him right in the head. and it like, was It was dirty. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind that stretch in the second. It was weird. It's like they started getting momentum. McCabe laid him out. And it's almost like if McCabe actually dropped the gloves with Paul, then the David Camp slash never would have happened. But as soon as that slash happened, it was just back to the game being over. They yeah. capitalized on the power play, and then it's a wrap at that point. Yeah, they came out to start the second, and they get the two power play goals. And the Nylander one, like, it's like, okay, it's 3-2 now. We're back in this. And... Yeah, the, the penalty call on Luke Shen, the penalty call on, on Camp, and, like, yeah, it, it, Samsonov. Sucked, man. Yeah, you looked at me and Awful. said you might consider going to Joe Wall for game two. You don't feel good at all no. after that. Like I, I know that's a nice little story, Joe Wall having a good little run in the regular season, but at the end of the day, he's still Joe Wall. He's barely played in the NHL. Um, I mean, this was a concern, and, and Samsonov did have a good season, so... You kind of pictured Jack Campbell, and you were like, you know what, Jack wasn't someone I had a lot of confidence in either, but he always kind of showed up and, and did the job that was necessary. So, yeah, like the goaltending was the concern from the start, and it, it reared its head tonight. He he was not good. He looked uncomfortable. He was giving up rebounds, even though you should there should be no second chance opportunity that came as clean as the Lightning had. Like you got to be in there taking your man. Like come on, but it's just. That is the biggest concern going into game two. It's like, do they overreact and go with a guy who's barely playing the NHL, or do they just hope that I don't Samsonov think so. comes back? And I think, I think, based on the season 
they had or he had, you go back to him to start game two and he's on a shorter leash. And if he stinks again, then you got no choice but to go to Joe Wall. Well, no matter what, it's just there's no solution to the problem. Like this is a problem. Yeah. Like like we know who's in the net for the lightning, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right now, like we have we have Leaf fans questioning their their top goalie and want to put in an American hockey league goaltender. Like it's it's really not a good situation, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's game one. I'm trying so hard. You're watching that game. You have your little spazzy moments where you just want to kind of just throw throw it all out the window. But, I mean, they come back, they win game two, and it's all square. But, I mean, you don't love losing game one because you can go down quick if they come out next game and don't play well. Ryan O'Reilly's diagnosis of the game here from Twitter is thinking too much. And I would agree with that, particularly in the first period. You know, we've come on here in the past after playoff games, and me particularly, I've thrown spazzes. Like, you look to uh, the Montreal series a couple of years ago and me screaming my head off for 20 minutes. And I, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to do that this year. I've been, th- in, in the days leading up to the series, I've been sitting back and I'm going, I'm just going to sit back and watch how this plays out because it's put up or shut up. Like, if, if they can't win this series, then they don't have it. They just don't have it. Yeah. They don't have the fortitude. I I tweeted at the end of the first period, you know, the mental fragility. And you can bring in the Ryan O'Reilly's, you can bring in the Nola Charis, you can bring in the Luke Shens, you can bring in whoever you want, Sam Lafferty. But at the end of the day, the core of this team is still the core. And these guys are the guys that are going to have to get over the hump. And if they can't win this series, then they just them this group as uh, currently constituted just doesn't have it. So I'm not going to overreact. I'm with you. Burn the tape, throw it out. Come back in two days. We've, as you said, we've all seen what has happened in game ones in the past. But yeah, I'm not going to sit here and I'm. It is what it is. It's put up or shut up. That's basically where I'm at. For everyone on TikTok or YouTube calling us negative. Well, let's need let's leave the negatives alone and look at the positives. That the power play capitalizing in the point of the game where they actually could have came back and made a game out of it. That capitalizing on two power play goals in the second period, that that's a positive. That is something that this team has struggled with playoff series after playoff series is capitalizing on the power play when they get their chances because you have to in the playoffs. So that that that's a positive. Another positive, I did like even though some of those hits might have been dirty, I did like not the getting little pushback. Yeah. Not getting pushed around. Like Michael I, Bunning, you, yep. he has no one to answer to. Like That's what I like about the Lightning. It's like it, they kind of asserted their dominance there for a hot minute, and then it got out of hand. But I, I just, I, I, I don't know. man. Do you think that they should consider, I don't know how much it'll do. I don't know how, how much this works behind the scenes, but... If I'm Brendan Shanahan, I'm picking up the phone and I'm giving Gary a call and I'm saying, can we speak to Wes? Like, can we, can we, can, can you phone Wes and say, Wes, let these guys play hockey. Like, like what, what are we doing here? Yeah, it was not, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. No. And it's like, you can, you can criticize Matthews and Marner for not being as effective as as they would have liked to have been, but you made you made the the right point. Like they weren't on the ice in the second period because the Leafs are constantly in the penalty box. Yeah, it's just well, you got to look at it too. Like what what what's gonna happen with Victor Hedman? 
Yep. That's like, a huge story yeah, coming like what, out of this What's going to happen with Victor Hedman? Eric Chernak, also a very important piece of this hockey team. Hate to see you go down because of a dirty elbow, but... I mean, what what's his status going to be like that? That's something that could take a toll on this hockey club that already is short on on D men. What would you like to see from the top guys going forward, specifically Matthews and Marner? I th- well, obviously you want to see them play better and contribute offensively, but just the whole team didn't start on time. Like quote unquote, everyone's favorite quote in the world: "Start on time." They did not do that. They oh, were no, awful. Do you blame the coach for that? Is that the coach's responsibility? No, I'm sorry. It's not. It, yeah, you can get the boys ready. But at the end of the day, these guys, they've been in this situation for seven straight I, years. I, I, I talked know. about it. I talked about it all year, man. I said the the demons in these guys' heads, like the, their, their mental psyche. It's so like, think of the most breakable object you've ever held in your life and how careful you have to be with it. That is the core four's mental fragility and throw Morgan Riley in there too when it comes to the playoffs. They just, it's, man. And, yeah, they just, they need to start on time. I don't care who's behind the bench. You can't come out. No, it does matter, Ryan. It does matter when he starts. so long, and this is their seventh year in the playoffs. They're, They're tied for the longest streak of making the playoffs. You've been in this situation. You lose every year. You got to be better to start this game. Like that, I'm sorry. I don't care if Scotty Bowman's behind the bench. I got to be better. Uh, so, so from a, a motivation perspective, I agree with you. You guys are professionals. You're grown ass men. Figure it out. Totally, totally agree. But it it does impact when you when you're galaxy braining line matchups, and yeah. it does impact when the other coach is like visibly smarter than you. It is. It's vi- like it's, yeah. he is visibly smarter than Sheldon Keefe. He, John Cooper, already has a giant chip on his shoulder. That guy must literally sit there and chuckle. Like he's in the media today, being like, "I told Sheldon last year. You know, at the end of the series, I said, Sheldon, don't change a thing." It's like, yeah, don't change a thing because I own you, bitch. Like <laughs> seriously. Yeah, he does. This Sheldon Keefe is eating out of the palm of John Cooper's hand. It's yeah. just, it's t- it's it's emotional, man. Like, it is. It's, it's no, but but I do think that we're coming at it from a level-headed perspective. No, I but do even think- even during this episode, like usually we like this season, we've stayed away from post-game shows. Yes, we, we've done mostly days where they they're not playing because because it, it's hard to come on here after watching them and and you're you're tired you've just watched it your 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 opinions aren't formulated i'm finding that right now like this is the first post game show we've done in a long time that was a very emotional playoff game followed up by the most boring ending to a playoff game i've ever watched in my life the third I'm a, period was I'm a emotionally struggle. drained like it's it's emotionally draining and you're just sitting here and you're trying to just block all the negative thoughts out of your head and you're just trying to throw it all out think of the positives but it, the negativity creeps in, and it's just hard to to formulate a great take after going on that roller coaster ride. Like it's it's this team is just oh man, and my I think phone's the, just blowing. I think the up, power play trolling. is a great take. I think the power play is a great take. I think that like like looking at the success of the power play is 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 that that is something that you can you can hang your hat on. And if if I'm if I'm Sheldon, everyone. Like burn that, and this is where you need a guy like Ryan O'Reilly in that room to step up and look because these guys can't do it, man. Like, like they can't. 
the, the guys who have already been here, like I said, they're so they're so mentally fragile. This is where you need a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. He doesn't have any of the baggage to stand up in that room and go, listen, fellas, like we cannot start game two the way we started tonight. We gotta we gotta burn the tape on this one and we gotta come back and it's a new game and we they they need Sam Sonoff. I don't know what the hell he has to do, but like go home, meditate. I don't know, have a have a nap. I don't know. Figure out how to get your game back for game two. And everyone else, forget about it. Put it out of your mind. Remind yourselves what happened in game one last year and come back for game two. Ready and refreshed. Like The Lightning didn't even have a roster by the end of that game. No. They had half a team on the ice. It was all wrong from the start. Like, the Lightning... The toughest thing the Leafs are going to have to overcome in this series is the mental aspect of it. The Tampa Bay Lightning are playing with house money. If I'm John Cooper, I'm in that room and I'm going, guys, we got nothing to lose here. If we lose this series, everyone will just go, oh, three straight cup finals. They're exhausted. It was going to catch up to them sometime. So it just, it is what it is. If that team over there loses this series, their whole organization's going to get blown up. Their general manager's on a bird to Pittsburgh, and and that's the end of that. And they're lo- and they're bringing in some other guy here who's going to blow up the core four. And the game started. That's what it looked like when the game started. The Lightning were loose. They were they were playing their game. They were dominating. The Lightning put on a clinic tonight and collapsing on the Leafs when the Leafs were trying to get out of their own zone. Could never get a, every zone exit from the Leafs was like a like a battle that they had to like chip through the lightning defenders or the four checkers rather and then go into the lightning zone it was it was not it's just oh and the leafs are tense they're holding their sticks they're they're like ass and reese Zach Aston, oh, we haven't even talked about that Zach Aston reese god thanks for coming out czar like uh, also this you know, he's a young kid, and it's, uh, the emotion could be overwhelming for him. Okay, cool. So he's going to do, like, what's the worst that can happen? He's going to throw a pizza up the middle like Zach Aston Reese did two minutes yeah, into that, the game? That, that, that ship's already sailed. Yeah, it's like 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 Matthew Nyes is going to be that much worse than Zach Aston Reese? Ugh. It's not- Look at me. Look, uh, like, rewind to 10 minutes ago when I'm like, I'm not going to get too emotional. Yeah. Here. I'm not going to get too emotional. But, man. It's hard, man. Like, there's... It's a like my phone is blowing up. It's just people cannot handle this anymore. And it's just you got the trolls who who don't really love the team, but they're tuning in for the playoffs and they love just trolling you. And then you have the people like us who who want to see them do well, but still want to be grounded in, in our opinions. But it, it's just that was an emotional roller coaster that game. They were awful right off the bat. They come out in the second, they give you hope. The game gets a little chippy. Your, your adrenaline is pumping. Your heart rate is up. And then in the third period, it was just, it was just oh, boring. It was like watching like, paint it was, dry. It was like. That second period was the most. It was like un- watching golf. That like, second period was the most unhinged period of hockey I've ever seen. Like just. And then the, and then the bizarre goal that, yeah, that, that you couldn't really five see. Times. Yeah, you couldn't really see if it went over the goal line. It looked like it didn't go over the goal line. And then Sheldon Keefe challenges it for goal interference, and he loses the challenge. So then they get another penalty, and it's like, my God. Yeah, that was. Now that I'm reflecting on it more, it's unhinged just, is yeah, the word I'm using was, for that second period. That was just the most up and down 
emotional hockey game. It, it, oh my god! Like, <sighs> all right, we're uh, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna end this post game show on a note of burn the tape. Everybody, get your heads right. Go home. Look in the mirror. Decide to yourself, we are not going to start game two the way we started game one. Elias Samsonov has to get his his game together, and somebody has to... Kyle, Kyle, your job is on the line, my guy. Go into Sheldon's office and go, stop. Stop. You're going to get us both fired. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. We will be back after every single Maple Leafs postgame. So you don't want to miss that. So as I said, hit the like and subscribe button below. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, leave a five-star review and a comment. Every little bit helps. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys after game two. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.